Mark chapter 16, I'll read from verse 15 to 18. Mark 16 from verse 15 uh, to 18. Last message in this series, a covenant provision for divine health and healing. God has made a covenant provision for us, and covenant is the word that means um, contract or agreement. All right? If you if you if you new in Christianity or you 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 new in church, covenant means contract or agreement. So in the contract or agreement that we have with God, part of the scope of that agreement or contract is healing. Are you still with me this morning? All right, so if you're signing an agreement, you want to know the scope of the agreement. That's what we call covenant in, in, in Christianity. A covenant is the highest form of contract that can exist between two people. That's the highest form of, of, of contract or agreement that can exist between two people. What God has with us is not just a contract, it's just a, not just an agreement, it's a covenant. And also the highest form of covenant in existence is the one that is caught with the blood. You know, you can cut a covenant with the blood of animals. And then you can cut a covenant with blood of human beings. In the Old Testament, the covenant was caught with blood of animals. So God asked for animals. So if you are still practicing African religion, you are in the Old Covenant, Old Testament. But he used animals for that. I know now they also, I mean, also they use people. But the highest form of covenant in existence was the one that was caught with the sinless blood of the first begotten of the Father. Say amen, somebody. So even my blood is not pure enough to attain to the highest form of covenant. So if you are listening to me this morning and perhaps you have been in the whole court before or you've done funny stuff before and they've asked that you bring the blood of human being. Whatever covenant you caught that time is very strong, but it's not as strong as the one we're talking about. Because whoever you brought had sin in his blood. Are you still with me today? But when Christ hung on the cross, God brought his own begotten son, sinless son of God, and he caught the highest form of covenant that is in existence ever. That's why the Bible says God has given him a name that's above every name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, you know, and every mouth will confess. Glory be to Jesus. So in Mark 16, I read from verse 15 to 18, Jesus here was saying, and he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, this is where I'm going, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I want to discuss four provisions, four covenant provisions uh, for access to healing. For access to healing. Many people ask the question, oh, how come I, I was prayed for and uh, nothing happened? You know, uh, or I've been trusting God to heal me, you know, with this and that and nothing is happening. Maybe, uh, um, you know, you, you're not going about it the right way or something because God has healed you. He has decided to heal you. He has paid the price for it. But the fact that something is available does not mean that 
whether you know the access point or not, you're going to get it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If something has been made available, then you need to know how to access it. You need to know how to access it because it's already made available. And there's nothing wrong with God and there's nothing wrong with you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with God, nothing wrong with you. Forget about all those ones of, uh, because your sins are too plenty. That's why God didn't heal you. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need to be able to access the healing. Somebody look at your neighbor for me and tell your neighbor, there's nothing wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with God. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. I just need to be well positioned. Yeah. To be able to access the things that God has already provided for me. The things that he has provided for me. So four provisions uh, for, for, for covenant healing. Standing on the word of God. And making confessions. There's something about standing on the word of God. There's something about understanding the word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And all the people that Jesus healed, he healed them mostly based on the understanding of the word that, 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 that they had. That's already dwelling in their heart. And when you lock the word of God into your spirit, there's just so much the devil can do to stop you from receiving your healing. Ladies and gentlemen, the word is the first carrier of the power of God. From Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God you know, created the heavens and the heart. The heart was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. You know, so the heart, the, 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 the earth was out of shape and form. The earth needed healing, as it were, or reorganization. Yeah, Some, I mean, the Bible says it was without form and void. It was formless and nothing inside. It was just, you know, something that you cannot really put together. And when God started to speak, and the Bible says so, and God said, let there be light, which is the first thing that is needed to put anything in order, illumination. You cannot arrange something that is out of place when there's no light. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And God said, let there be light. The first point of putting the heart together was illumination. When revelation comes into your heart from the word of God, healing does not have a choice but to happen. Are you still with me today? Yeah. And the word of God, the psalmist says, thy word is light to my feet, lamp unto my lamp to my feet and light to my path. So the word of God creates illumination. I can't be trusting God for healing and not find a place for the word of God in my heart. I cannot be trusting God for healing and not find a, a, a place for the word of God in my heart. Light is needed if things are going to be rearranged, if healing is going to come. And God, the Bible says, has highly exalted his word above his name. The word of God is extremely important. You have to give it the right place in your heart. If Exodus 15, uh, verse 26, and he said, If you diligently heed to the voice of the Lord your God to do what is right in his sight, and give heed to his commandment, and keep all his statutes, 
said, he will put none of the diseases on you, which he had brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. He will put none which he has brought on the Egyptians. Somebody say, no disease. Oh, come and say it again. Say, no disease. The root to no disease is to have the word of God locked up in my spirit. Not just locked up in my spirit, but for me to also begin to, I mean, to confess it, to say it. To start to say it. Somebody say, I will declare the word. Oh, come and say it again. Say, I will declare the word. The word of God works all of the time. All of the time. So shall my word be that proceed from my mouth. They shall not return unto me void. Isaiah 55, reading from verse, verse 11. But they shall perform in everything whereunto I send them. That's what God, God was so confident about his word. And when we talk about the word of God, especially in the area of healing, or whether it's in uh, financial prosperity, or what, whatever, you need to apply the word. You need to understand this. It's very simple. All you need to do is to understand what God has to say about that situation and continue to declare it. Continue to declare it. The Greek word that was translated confession in the New Testament is the word homologio, which, which means, I mean, homo means same. Logio means word. So, same word, repeating it over and over again. So, you are meant to speak the same word or say the same thing that God has said not say what the circumstance is or the pain that is in your body, but say the word of God and say it repeatedly. Say it repeatedly. So we continue to confess the word of God and then we start to see the hand of God show up for us. Say amen, somebody. Or say better amen, somebody. When we confess the word of God, we move God into action, especially concerning our health. That's what we do. We move him into action. We move him into action. Secondly, the name and the blood of Jesus. The name and the blood of Jesus. The name and the blood of Jesus. Very important. The name and the blood of Jesus. We're talking about access to healing. In the covenant. The place of the name and the blood of Jesus. Revelation 12 verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. They did not love themselves or their lives to death. There's a place for the blood. There's a place for the name. The Bible says God has highly given him a name that is above every name. Now the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess. There's a place for the name. The name. In uh, the opening scripture that we read in Mark chapter 16, it says, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Is it my father's name? There's, there's something about the name that carries power. And believers, we need to know how to stand with the name of Jesus in the authority that backs up that name. Because there's something about the name of a person. When Moses was going to face Pharaoh, Moses asked God, 
When I get there, who should I say sent me? Say, tell them that I am that I am sent you. When you show up before sickness, who sent you? That's, that's, that's what it means to use the name of Jesus. This is the person that's... Because according to the laws that govern the universe, hundred Satan cannot resist the name of Jesus. As in 1,000, 1 million of them put together. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You only need to be sure of who sent you and stand on the premise of that name and declare that name. So we need to learn to take our authority. We need to learn to take our authority. Don't take things for granted. Use your authority in Christ Jesus. Use the name. Use the blood. Use the blood. The blood. The blood. Exodus chapter 12, verse 23 to 25. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. When he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door. Pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord will give you, just as he promised, that you shall keep this service. You shall keep this service or keep this mindset or keep this observation. Something about the blood. This was God's last joker in Egypt. Moved and dealt with Egypt all the firstborn of human, of animal, of every type of animal, everything gone. Including the firstborn of the strong man, Pharaoh. Pharaoh was broken. But nothing happened to the Israelites. In the New Testament, we don't use the blood of animals and bulls like they put on the lintel. We invoke the power in the blood of Jesus. So when he said you do this as a memorial and you, you, you do it consistently in your generation, you tell your sons about it. When you get to the land that I'll give you, you observe it as a service, as a mindset, as a way of living. That you present the blood as an evidence all the time. Who paid for my healing? Jesus did and he did with his blood. Evidence A, bam, on the table. So when I say I plead the blood, that's what I'm doing. See all this one that somebody's traveling and say, I plead the blood on the road. I plead, don't go that far. It's unnecessary. I'm serious. Because the mindset that some people have is, you're pleading, you're pouring it on the road. And you know, since we have first case sometime, there may be blood case sometime. And so, when, so maybe the blood didn't cover it. They're going from Lagos to Benin, blood stop at Ore. So the accident happened. <laughs> <laughs> the accident happened between Ore and uh, <laughs> No, that's not what we're saying. We are presenting the blood as the evidence for the healing, for the deliverance, for the safety. Because of the blood, I have access to safety and divine preservation. So I go in peace and return in peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Simple. It's no more than that. 
All this I plead, I plead on the car, on the tire, on no, it's not necessary. That's not necessary. Yeah. Third, access faith extenders. The communion, the anointing, all handkerchiefs and aprons. Acts chapter 19. You read from verse 11 and 12. The Bible says, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body. And the disease left them, and the evil spirit went out of them. So it's as simple as, you know, just assume that this was Paul or Peter. That handkerchief in his pocket. It's not magic. And it's nothing. The handkerchief is just a faith extender. That the presence of God is upon the handkerchief. The handkerchief is not the healer. It's the presence of God that heals. But because maybe Paul cannot be everywhere. If he picks something from his body, from a vessel that God is using or something, or something that's prayed over, the same power can rest upon that thing to bring healing over somebody. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? The covenant provision. Covenant provision. The woman with the issue of blood, what the Bible said, she said in her heart, as far as she was concerned, her faith extender was the hem of his garment. That if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That's the faith extender for the woman with the issue of the blood. Just touch the hem of his garment. But they said people were thronging on him and pushing and shoving. Some people were not only touching they were holding. But maybe some people, somebody tore <laughs> a, a part of his clothes, but nothing happened to them. So it's not about the material when it comes to faith extenders for healing. It's about my faith that is attached to that thing. When I partake of the communion, it brings back to my mind the power in the blood that was shed, the evidence that I have, so Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So when we break the bread and, you know, the blood we, we, we serve and we, we eat, we are connecting with the power in the covenant through the sacrament, through those, those materials. I hope you understand what I'm saying today. Those are faith extenders. Faith extenders. Lastly today, the number four one, is the laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. And the truth is that even laying on of hands belong to the first that I, I mean, first set of things that, that I said before. Because laying on of hands is still like a faith extender, as it were. The anointing it operates with the law of contact and transmission. There are two ways to get healed. Releasing my faith or trusting God for the gift of healing on somebody to come upon me. Are you still with me today? Laying on of hands is a, is a foundational principle. Hebrews chapter 6, when you read from verse 1 and 2, therefore, leaving discussion of elementary principles of Christ, let us, let us go into perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So when Paul was talking about foundational elementary principles, he put laying on of hands as one of them. 
Yeah. But some, sometimes people think until that is done. It's still elementary. But it works on the principle of contact and transmission. I put my hands on you. And in Mark 16 that we read, Jesus said, this sign shall follow them that believe, not pastors that wear suit. Them that believe. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Maybe very soon I'll stop wearing suit. Not pastors that are ordained. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Not general overseers only. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, said they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These signs shall follow them that believe. Somebody say again, say I'm a believer. Or say it again, say I'm a believer. So if you're a believer, this week, lay hands on somebody. If you're a believer, turn healing to DIY. Do it yourself. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Turn healing to DIY. Do it yourself. Speak to yourself. Confess the word to yourself. Speak the word of God to your stomach. Tell the stomach, arrange. Pain. Go! In the name of Jesus. Thank mm-hmm. you.